again, comes to the line, Peter Sagan, the world champion, is he going to be in the yellow jersey? Kittle's on his case, Kittle versus Sagan at the line, oh and Mark Cavendish comes from absolutely nowhere, the Max Missile, yes, he takes it, he gets a yellow jersey. Hello and welcome to Chasers, the podcast that wouldn't let Jack Bauer skip turns in the break unless he had 24 hours to save the world. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. How he's, are we? He's back down the phone line. <laughs> it feels so strange. It feels so I lost. Feel, I feel vulnerable not having a soundboard to just click on that. <laughs> Jill's missing you. I'm really happy that you haven't got the soundboard. Why, hello, <laughs> I thought it worked perfectly last time that you were talking about. <laughs> but no, thank you for joining us again. That's the listeners, not just you, Harry. But yeah, <laughs> thank you for calling in. As one of the listeners, Harry, yeah. thank you for joining Pleased to be here. I'm, I'm just, honestly, I'm loving it here. I feel privileged to be on the pod again. There's an empty space here. How are you, Harry? How are you in your recovery? Um, I mean, I've just been sitting doing nothing apart from revising in a library for three weeks, so I guess it could be better. <laughs> but It was good preparation, isn't it, at least? It's, I mean, constant got... recovery. I'm just a, it's just a long taper, really, for the can, next race, whenever that is. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, I'm following. I'm yeah. following your your training. I'm your new coach in your in your, your <laughs> yeah. off season um, now. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just tapering for the next race in a month's time. So legs are fully fresh, but I feel like I can get a bit more out of them if I just rest for another, you know, two weeks, which is what it's looking like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Still got an infection, unfortunately, in my hip, so Ooh. a bit grim. How's your arms and all that jazz? That all healed up really quick. I think that took about a week, week just over a week to heal up. That's not but, bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. But I think the hip, because it, you're always moving it, it just doesn't close up, and it was so deep. It's just been a pain. Yeah. And how's your bike? Uh, well, I thought it was all right, and then I sent it to Canyon to get it checked and they said it's a write-off which <laughs> you know I, they're like oh mate what you need to do is buy another one definitely need to buy bike. another one yeah they even sent me their catalogue through on the bottom of the email so <laughs> <laughs> nice um but yeah i'm i don't know it looks fine but i'm i've sent it to some other place to get it triple triple checked but so did yeah. they post it back to you <laughs> yeah and then you think it'd be like, like in their right, in their right, but in interest to be like, no, this is not safe to ride. We're cutting this up. And like, well, yeah, Canyon, give us a discount. Yeah, and I'll have they, an air raid. They offered what did they offer? Like half price forks or like half price frame, but only one or the other, and they're both broken. <laughs> so, like, Which one would that? you rather? <laughs> how, yeah. how good are your wheelies, or is there unicycle? Yeah, I'd rather yeah. snap at the back rather than the front. Yeah, that's true. So I think I'll ride in a broken frame, but get some. New yeah, I think I'd rather break my frame than forks. That's yeah, still, yeah. that's still a fear. Like when you descend this, like my front wheel is just going to go. Yeah, I, I don't. I'd much rather fall off the back anytime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's a, that's another issue. But I don't. I don't, I haven't even got around to buying a new kit or a new helmet or anything, so I won't be on riding for at least another few weeks. Oh, big recovery. Big big recovery, exactly. Yeah, just eating lots of raisins, as you know, they do help with recovery. Superfood, though, aren't they? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, whilst you've been slacking off, I've actually picked up picked up a bit, and I've started commuting again. So I'm actually riding more than once a week or once a fortnight. So yeah, doing a drive into work. 
ride home, and then means I have to then ride. But I've got no other choice but to ride back in the next day. <laughs> <Stuck>. <laughs> How many miles is that? Uh, it's Twenty-seven each way. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's, it's 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 like an hour and a half of a uh, comfortable hard. So like you know like that terrible speed where they tell you not to like to sit at all the time of like yeah, yeah, yeah. too hard to be a recovery or too easy to be hard <laughs> so i'm living the commuter dream right now and is that along the, it's along the coast isn't it you're doing that yeah so it's like it's from from littlehampton sort of through chichester via oving love that road um then through emsworth on like the a roads and stuff like that not the a roads the the smaller a roads next to the a27 and then <laughs> on the a27 yeah, just... third lane <laughs> um yeah then cruising back down the like the coast of portsmouth so it's very nice. hour and a half as i said a minute ago so. oh, sorry i'm just trying to uh <laughs> i'm trying to use instagram at the same time uh, it's all how, many, how many um sis <laughs> caffeine gels are you getting through each that's time? that's the thankfully now they're on board i'm getting for at least three or four <laughs> Don't say that because no. they'll just be like, "Oh yeah, we must have done that." No, no, no they're, they're, I, um, they're still rookie numbers, mate. I haven't You've got room for yeah, at least one every five, what three minutes? Five yeah, minutes? Like every traffic light, every gel. traffic light, yeah, every track stand. No, I have an that. Aldi cereal bar in Chichester. There's there's a halfway point. I know it's like a bridge under an underpass in Chichester, and that's where I have my that's food the on the way down and the way feed back. Zone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so much, so, someone meets me out yeah. there <laughs> with a little swanny bag. <laughs> it's too long now. I really want to get involved in like a commuter race, but I'm still scared that like if I get onto it in like the first ten minutes, I'm just going to die for the rest of it. So do you see other riders? <laughs> yeah, I see a lot occasionally. There's um, I've got a mate that lives in Portsmouth, Luke Jerome. If you're listening, glad to see you back on the bike. But um, we used to see he works in Chichester and lives in Portsmouth. So there used to be a little bit in Emsworth where we used to see each other every morning. Oh, okay. Then occasionally he wouldn't wave to me, so I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got commuter beef now as well. Commuter beef, yeah, watch out. So if you don't wave back, it's coming I'm for coming you. I'm coming for you. Only had, at a moderate pace, though. I had a really good SIS gel the other day, a cherry one. Oh. Yeah. I, honestly, well good. Yeah. And I thought it was a caffeine one, but it wasn't. You just but, love the flavour so much. But at the time, because I thought it was a caffeine one, I was like, this is amazing. Like, gave myself a fake <laughs> placebo gel. Placebo gel. <laughs> so, yeah, cherry ones are not caffeine, but they... It's can, a new range. Yeah, make yourself believe it. And apparently yeah. fruit salad is incredible. Is it like I've the, never, like the Bassett's sweet, is it? Yeah, Josh Monk from uh, URDT messaged me saying fruit salad is the one. From yeah, is that a new one? Sweet. From what? UIDT, Unknown Rider Development Team. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Watch out. Oh. <laughs> Danger. Yeah. Well, so, uh, how was your um, your mountain bike ride, Sam? It's great. Surprise. I was there also. You were. <laughs> it was really fun. Woke up nice and early. Yeah. Had everything ready. Very heavy camelback with them. Um, we thought it was going to be a really nice day, but it sort of stayed the same weather the whole way. We, we, were, we were going for like the Tenerife tactic of it, so it's going to burn off. It's going to burn off. And we it said got that to, yeah, a hundred times. Got to like five hours through and it, was, it had not burned it off had yet. had not burned off. No, we started off, rode across uh, through Arundel up to Earthenwood onto the South Downs Way. And within, what, 20 seconds of riding on the South Downs Way, we decided yes. that ever riding it on cross bikes is the worst idea anyone will ever have. And then about 20 seconds later, my shoe broke. <laughs> so like the top bow dial just came undone and wouldn't like tighten up. So I sort of had to half tie it and did the rest of it with, uh, I'll say the rest of my bit um, with one shoe done up. With half a shoe. Yeah. Um, but the annoying thing now is, so what I was going to do on them, I was going to get like a little eyelet tool 
just I was like, I'm not, not fixing the bow. I was going to take it out and make them lace ups. But now the bow does fix itself. Nice. I went to do it like, to have a look at and it last worked. night, and it works fine now. So I'm like, but it would not work at the time, would it? <laughs> I so like if, you, if you just leave them they're yeah, self-repairing magical bower fairies yeah. I thought you, you had to pay much city money for that sort of yeah. thing but maybe not <laughs> no decathlon they've got that yeah got it covered yeah it was really good actually South Downs Way I've ridden it parts of it and stuff but actually riding it for a long period of time and a long distance was really good actually like it's a lot more varied than I thought it was I just thought it was riding along the top of a hill up and down a bit with like flinty tracks up and down a lot yeah up and down a lot but actually, it was there was all different. There's real sections to it, so it keeps it interesting. Um, yeah. What really, was your elevation in the end? Uh, I ended up doing six thousand three hundred and twenty nine feet. Bloody hell! And how how far was it? Seventy seven miles. But then what yeah, was that? Twenty amount. of that was on the road back. So. Uh, Ten. Yeah, see. From... Yeah, like twenty five to thirty miles was completely flat. So from. So... 12 miles to 60 miles was where I did all that elevation climbing. And it's actually the descents that are the hardest part, I think. Like, the climbs are ridiculous, but they're they're good. But some of the descents, like, if you were on a cross bike, you'd have to... It would be... Like, unless you had discs, it would be almost impossible. Yeah. What was your approach going into it, though? Were you both just smashing it or were you pacing it a bit? No, we were we were we weren't hanging around. We no, were, and we were making sure we were having lots of gels and eating lots and stuff. Some yeah. successful forty-five minute Garmin timer that never went off. Yeah, I set a Garmin timer, but it was just because I had live segments and stuff. It, there was just lots of beeping going on. I just ignored it, so I ended up. I just tried to eat every ten miles as much as possible, and I didn't. I felt good still. I didn't bonk at all. I got to we got stitched and beacon, and then it was like a road ride all the way back. But yeah. the road ride, I averaged like. I don't know, about 18, 19 miles an hour all the way back. Wow. On a mountain bike, which is decent. There was a bit of tailwind, which helped. If there was a headwind, I think I would have exploded. I mean, I I cut off just just by Shoreham and then went back down to the Downs Link, which is quite fun, actually, and then rode back Mm. from there and just died a death through Worthing. (laughs) But I was like, like, I'm close enough to home now that I can survive this half an hour of hell. It's doable. And it was horrid. Yeah. But even that, like, you know, it's obviously good when you can sort of be dying but still maintain an okay pace mm. i still sat sort of 15 16 just plodding along dreaming yeah. of food when i got home no it's, it's it was a really good ride it made, it's made me really excited to do the full thing yes which we're doing in july june july june or july I think one of the two is. yeah and there's another some there's another like charity one as well that i've seen recently so it's the week after in the british heart foundation one i think it's the, I think it's the weekend or two weeks after the south down cx one oh, okay yeah, there's another one because a guy crashed at Wild Park and it's like a charity for him. All right. So he hurt himself quite a lot, um, which looks quite good. Yeah. We did um, it twice. Why not? Three, yeah. Do it both ways. Dig deep in your pockets, everyone. Will <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be coming after you for lots of charity. <laughs> so yeah, that was very good. I'm looking forward to doing that um, on the hardtail mountain bikes, not yes, cross bikes. Definitely not cross bikes. There was some horrid hills at uh, Duncton. I, yeah, don't think that's, I mean, actually, that's not even on the, that's South not on the Southlands Way, but yeah, we went up the off-road version of Duncton. Yeah. And it switched. Oh <laughs> Sam God. fell off uphill. <laughs> <laughs> he was just riding along on this really mellow switch, but before the steep even started, I just yeah. looked back and just in, in like a pile of leaves. I saw across, like, there's like a little valley, and I saw this crazy bit of single track, and as I was pointing it out, I wasn't really paying attention, then just ended up falling off at like four miles an hour. It was good. The whole ride, that's how I hurt <laughs> yeah. myself. 
Yeah, not very good. Duncan's pretty steep as it is on the road, so... Oh, it's, it's a crazy climb. Easily steeper. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. He's got little switchbacks and it goes up. It's got a ridiculous ramp at the end. It's like a surreal little climb for the area. And the downhill after it is wicked. No, just before, going into Duncan yes. is really good. So where does it pop out at the top? Is it... Uh, at... Um, what's the horror? Bigner. Is that like... Yeah, you get Bigner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to Bigner. And it goes in at the very bottom of the climb. I drove Bigner the other day. Why? We were driving back from London. Sounds nefarious. And get the KOM. Well, there is there is a uh, car park that's open all night long at the top. But no, we were just, we just driving past it. I was like, ah, oh. said to B Dog, I was like, do you want to see um, do you want to see Bigner? It's like the worst hill I've ever done in my life. And driving up it, I didn't. It makes it worse than on a bike. It's so oh, yeah, steep for so long, and it's just so lumpy that I never want to do it again in my life. Oh man! But we are doing a um, a Chasers Pod hill climb challenge up that. In the summer, yes, definitely. I've called it now. I've done it on a mountain bike and a road bike, and it's easier on a mountain bike. Yeah, we could do a little time test, like GCN style. Yeah, just with more humour, with any humour, <laughs> less sponsors, less sponsors, <laughs> yeah, less of an advert, more funny. Um, some other notable climbs that we went up. Um, there's one. It's just after you left. Actually, you cross that road, the Shoreham Road. I know, I know the one you mean. And you end up on. It's a famous uh, road section that people always do at the top of it. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's got a special name. Oh, Mill Hill. Mm-hmm. You end up going up to that to like huge like um, satellite pylon yes. things. That's that's a very long drag. Yeah, yeah. And then the crazy one is you know when you go to uh, Devil's Dyke. You go down the steep bit before you then go up to Saddlescombe. I've never made it to Dyke. Oh, okay. I've never been that far. There's a anyway. There's a dip bit that you go down, and um, you cross the road there. And there's a crazy all the way up towards um, Ditchling Beacon. There's like a sign that says like 1.2 miles of Ditchling. You're like, oh, perfect. I'm going to be there in like five minutes. And honestly, it was about 25 minutes later we got there because it's so steep, it's horrid. really exposed, really windy. But no, really enjoyed it. So looking forward to that next time. Yeah, yeah get, when it's a bit sunnier, yeah, when it's definitely. finally burnt off, we'll, uh, it's finally burnt <clears> off, we'll get we'll out there. there. With a nice easterly wind. No, westerly wind, not an easterly wind. Mm-hmm. So the pros, obviously busy this weekend as well. Yes. We had probably the, possibly the most packed in sort of weekend of racing so far. Where we had, what do we have? We had E3, the E3 Bank Classic. Yeah. Uh, Dri Dag Dupan. Yeah. Uh, One day, three day Depanna. Yes. <laughs> and no, I think it's, it's called the Dridag Bruja Depanna. It's now from, yeah, they've gone in. <laughs> and then finally, Ghent Wevelgum. Yeah. And lots of other ones in between yes. that we can't cover everything. Oh. No, sort of stage racing, but no one cares about stage racing this time of the other day. <laughs> so what happened then in, uh, in E3? Well, it's your man again. I think you're like his good luck child. I love him. He's just such an amazing person. Although he is a beautiful wheel sucker, isn't he? He's, he's, he's like, this is a, uh, Zdenk Stibar we're talking about. He's not like, yeah. I don't think he's a big enough name for people to worry about him. I think he is now. Definitely, but even that, I, I still think he's not like, he's not a Gilbert. No, no. So the fact that he can still be like, well, you know, Gilbert's in the pack, I'm waiting for him. Yeah, and exactly. like, Did you see oh. how he raced it though? Because he, he attacked early on on purpose because I think he knew that he would have gotten dropped on one of the... Fl- those climbs so he attacked got a gap and then thought they'd catch him up but they didn't then he stayed away then they caught him Harry, are you again. on about um christoph christoph in um... no no <laughs> did steve do that? i thought bob youngles did that oh, they all did it. it doesn't matter 
<laughs> He's been rumbled. You can't just make up race reports. These people that are listening are looking for accuracy. Are they or are they looking for humour? That's I true. I, I really hope they're not looking for that. <laughs> so, yeah, cracking ride by Steve. I went, went alone at 100k, did a wheelie, and uh, <laughs> held off the pack by 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> On a cycle, <side-by-side. laughs> Yeah, but from what you were saying, Seb, I do think, yeah, he's not as watched as others, but I think they just can't, like, those quick step guys just everyone is watching them all. They've so got so much got, confidence in each other. Yeah, they just got a bit more leeway than everyone else has because yeah. you've got Jungles, Lampart, even, you know, Tim DeClerc does a job for him. Yeah, he's the one before the cameras, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but even uh, Jungles was sort of, he went away on his own, like 40k, was it? Something like 40, 50k yeah. out? Mm. Uh, with a, caught the, the early break, dropped them. Yeah. Tried to go alone again, and then um, at the finish, that was well good. Yeah, he, he, Jungles was absolutely dead, and he still put in one. He got dropped. Last... No, he got dropped. Yeah. caught back on, caught and back then went again, straight yeah. past. Yeah, that was good. But then did you see because Avamart, I think he's just got no chance anymore because every time he goes, they yeah. just mark him out. Yeah, every yeah. single time. Like every time there's a gap, he closes it. And I think and then... whatever Van Avermaet does, Van Art can do, but slightly faster. Yeah. Because yeah. he's closing people. I love how he's been racing. He's been closing people down. Like, he doesn't hesitate. Whereas the other ones, like Sagan, will always look around and play the game. But now it's like, nah, I'm going. Don't care. Yeah. And he's like, that's going to pay off one time because there was a part where he caught to Stebar, I think, before they got caught at the end. And they so nearly got away. Like, if they'd really nailed it, yes. but they didn't. Mm. Like, that's going to, I think a big win's coming for him soon because he's just getting better and better. Mm. So, Dredag Dupan, we have that one. Gronenbergen won. Easy. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch it at all. Nah. I, that's all I know is the result. And then, uh, Harry, it's your time to shine. Kent Wevelgum. <laughs> I feel like we've covered this part already. So Alexander Kristoff did a tactical breakaway, didn't he? And he went up. Ah, oh, I can't remember what climb it was on. Camelberg. A little breakaway before the Camelberg. Gave himself enough time to get to the top. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, didn't get caught. Um, and then just went on his own. Because he knew. But did you hear it? So you Look, I said, did you hear how many watts you averaged for five and a half hours? Yeah, 345, wasn't it? Was that? Something stupid, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine the pain? Like 20 minutes, I'd be happy with that. I think I'd oh, be mate, if I, I mean, 20 minutes, I'd be like signing me, off work. This, this, this is me showing my naivety of power here, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I'll be outstanded with 20... Yeah, uh, that if, much. if you do that power up like Ditchland Beacon, you're like into the into the top, top boys, that is. Uh. Probably like yeah, top two hundred up, yeah, it's ridiculous. That's not bad at all. He's a big, he's a big boy. Yeah, and he was looking very sort of rotund, wasn't he? Like, yeah, mm. <laughs> no one could get around him on the sprint. And then of course, <laughs> uh, him and Gaviria had a little cheeky chat before the finish. Yeah. Sort of Gaviria was like, "I'm not feeling this." Ten k in apparently. Um, and they went all in for Christoph and the uh, the sprint. Gaviria got in his wheel. Everyone was still watching Gaviria. Yeah, and then he just didn't sprint. Just. So I didn't, I didn't say he didn't slow down. He just sat there. Yeah, and he blocked. He blocked the door. Blocked. And Viviani was, was right behind him. He must have been oh, absolutely gutted when he realised that Christoph was going off into the distance. And then Degenkolb, second. Oli yeah. Nason third. Oh. I've got a lot of time for. But Degenkolb. then also Matthew Vanderpoel out in the low, out in the break with Gaviria all day long. Yeah, and then he came from so far back in that sprint, got paused behind Viviani and still managed to come round. And uh, it wasn't. It wasn't far off the podium. Imagine Stebar. Van der Poel, Van Aert. It's too much for me to handle. Three. It's too much. CX, CX boys <laughs> taking over. Lars Boom. Yeah, long exactly. Trenton's doing all right as well. Sorry about that, Harry? I was saying, I'm surprised the break didn't stay away. Like, I thought it would. The, 
one was Sagan. Like that had some strong names in it. Yeah, but they just weren't working. No, they it, they didn't. They worked okay, didn't they? But then there was another like another five man break went from that. Yeah, yeah. But then Road caught. He Road bridged across to them. That I think impressive. because there, there wasn't a many quick step. Like actually, Trek Segafredo and Jumbo Visma actually rode a perfect race. They mm-hmm. took the race to them, and then because they just had Tim de Klerk, bless him. But Steve Barr and Gilbert were like, no, we've got to bring this back. So they were always chasing on, like, and I think that's what lost them that race because they had to put all their effort into that. Yeah. yeah. So they just didn't have much. When like Gilbert put in a huge turn towards the end, when it was, that it was break the chase four, down. Matt, no, it was chase Matt, Matt's down. He, yes. he tapped so many times yeah. in the last like ten k, and Gilbert could only just bring him back. But they, that race, they were all in for Viviani. They were saying, yeah, it's almost like that shot them in the foot a bit because like, the fact yeah. they were like well, this has to be a sprint whereas if they could have done mm. their thing you yeah. think it could, might have turned out one of them would have got away with that break yeah. and they could have dropped them um, I came up with the idea the other day of having a frog rating so for each race that we do Harry whether it's a race we race or a pro race we give right. it a frog rating of 100 toad of the week okay. toad of the week so you know it, the, the rating is depends on your own personal preference of it's basically the most exciting race whether that's it could be a sprint finish exciting could be a mountain top finish could be a solo break but mainly just for you know the the spirit of sendiness yes you know which race okay. encapsulates that so this week i thought e3 was better than ghent oh i thought it was more exciting but then i said uh, it depends whether you take it over the yeah, whole race like yeah. san remo for example if you took it over the whole oh, race terrible but if you took it over the last 5k... Amazing. It's incredible. So, no, I think for Mads Pedersen, or Mad, Mad, Mads Pedersen, isn't yeah, it? Mads for Pedersen. him at the end, I'm giving it 80 frogs. 80 frogs? 80 frogs Ooh. out of 100. 80 frogs out of 100. For Wevelgum, that is. Also, that's four frogs out of five, whichever you want to look at. <laughs> <laughs> Choose your own scale. Four here. fifths. <laughs> um, for Wevelgum, I'm saying 70 frogs exciting and it was good and e3 i'm gonna go 60 it was fine Ooh. you know 50 frogs for me is it was worth watching that's true for average isn't it yeah. I've, I've yeah. 50 is like fine you know like san remo for example i think would be roughly 55 to 60 you know it was exciting at the end but it wasn't like blistering and you know like nibbly's attack you can, you'd have to watch the highlights rating. exactly yeah you're not missing out you don't then put on the long version to yeah. watch every you're a sport bit. now on youtube they do 10 minute highlights very mm. so I'm liking i watch that. them while i while yeah. I turbo ah harry um uh i reckon e3 was 80 i thought that was good yeah and then Wevelgem like 60 oh uh, yeah i, I think Wevelgem was, was more exciting yeah, I don't know. Just because the end, like it was just second. carnage. It was like yeah. a cat four race. Everyone was just attacking. <laughs> Everyone was chasing down. There was no real like, you know, clear team that were taking over. Pedersen was just mm. going off the front every five seconds. Yeah, and Jack Bauer skipping his turns as well. It was good. That was great. I had, took a video of that and posted great. it. It was good teamwork there, wasn't it? Just, yeah. Nah. And nah. Like, the fact he was going out of their sights. They were like turning around. Genius. They were like, where's he gone? It's just like the old tap on the shoulder trick. Yeah. <laughs> and Betty all worked out in the end, but still rolled through. Genius. And then I think they were, he was being told to, you know, to not work to, for Trenton. But he took it too literally. Yeah. But then I think they must have told him, no, actually go for it now. Because then he put in a really big dig when it was a bit too late. And he actually put in a bit of a sprint at the end, didn't he? Like, but he got caught. Mm. is Jack Bauer the one that did a was it a tour stage where he held on with like a metre to go or he lost it by like a metre yeah 
That was gutting. I can't. One of the, one of the grand How tours. was it? He was out. He was on a lone break for like two hundred k or something like that, and then they, they brought him back on the line. <laughs> One T group, yeah, yeah. It was gutting. I know. I saw that. When, what race was that? It's like the Giro or the Vuelta a few years ago, I think. Yeah, it was a good effort. No, so this weekend we've got the Tour of Flanders, the oh, Ronde so van Vlaanderen. So it's the second monument of the year. It's in its. I think it's. Either it's a hundredth or hundred and first edition this year. I may be wrong on that. It was in nineteen thirteen it started. Look at my fact sheet. <laughs> so this year they're doing two hundred and sixty six K and the women are doing hundred and fifty two. Uh they're taking eighteen bergs, which is Flemish for hill or mountain. There you go. Also uh Hilling Hillingven is another term for it, but I couldn't actually find an exact definition of that, so I think it's a bit of slang. They also do five cobbled sectors, where they're not as like sort of savage as Roubaix cobbles. They're still like you won't want to ride over them. <laughs> you'd, you'd avoid them if they're on your commute. <laughs> so it starts in Antwerp. Um, they've got 120k of uh, narrow, twisty roads in loads of crosswinds before they actually reach any of the sort of the famous parts. So a lot of the time, the, the race is sort of torn apart before even the TV coverage gets there. And the first thing they hit is uh, the Kapel Muir at 170k uh, into the race. So that's the one that goes up to the church. That's the first one? Yeah, that's the first major one. Right. Um, there's a few little ones before that. I think they've actually already done the Eau de Quaramont once, once or three times they go up it. But the first time, the first big one they hit is the Kapel Muir or the Muir van Gerensbergen. Gerensbergen? Yeah. Uh, and the good thing about that one is it's got a cobbled descent after it. I mean, oh, who doesn't like a couple descent, especially <laughs> if it's wet? <laughs> uh, so after that, they hit the Koppenberg, uh, which is probably the steepest of all of them, I believe, uh, which is 22% max and a 12% average. But it's only 0.7 long. Yeah, but still 20%. Horrible. And that's the one you often get uh, lots of pros walking up because um, someone stalls in front of them. Yeah. When it's slippy, you cannot get going again on that. It's faster to run, like you say. Yeah. Uh, then we've also got the Tyneberg at 40k to go, or the Teenberg. Uh, which is Tom Boonen's always, always yeah, his favourite place to race. He he, all, every year he went on the Timeberg. Um, sort of that's when Gilbert won it th- two years ago, uh, when Boonen tore it apart there. And Gilbert just carried on going. After that, they've got the Eau de Quaramont. Uh, so that's the, the final time they do it is the third time they've been up it. And that's with 17k to go. It's the longest sector at 22.2k. Uh, it's actually got two flat sections in the middle of it. So it's quite a... Almost like you've got to pace yourself up it. Yeah. I believe that's where Nicky Terps just sort of made his big, he made his move on the road section just before it, then did all the damage in the Quaramont uh, last year. And then just after that, they got to the Paterberg, which is the final uh, cobble climb before the finishing 10k. Uh, and the Paterberg's where Cancellaro used to always go as well. So they do that twice now. And I think he used to generally do it well, both times if he's not away on his own by them. Yeah. So the type of rider, it's sort of a best for it. It's, it's generally the strong riders that can climb. So not a flat out, not an all out sprinter, but Sagan's were good at it. Sort of Van Avermaet, any time trials. You expect Tony Martin to be good if he sort of went for it before he fell apart. <laughs> and John Katusha. <laughs> uh, so usually small groups when you rarely ever see a big bunch crossing the line because like the narrow twisty roads, if you're not in the front five, 10 riders, you're always sprinting to catch up and you eventually like the elastic just snaps. So you've got to be a clever rider and always try and stay in the front. This year, my favourites. So obviously, have to have about ten favourites, don't we? Uh, Steve Barr, I can't ever leave him out. So he won E3, which is people often say is the the best warm up race for the, yep. the Tour of Flanders. Shares lots of the same couple clients. Yeah, and uh, generally the winner from there goes on to win it, barring a few surprise winners <clears throat> here or there. Um, I did Steve have... Barr seven to one. 
Very good yeah, odds. I Very good odds. I did I'm going to have... go Ian Stannard, 200 to 1. He's got to win. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I had Christoph down. I'm still not sure about this. Uh, obviously, he did win uh, Gent Wevelgum at the weekend. But it was very tactical how he won it. And it's not like he's in the best form he's ever been into when he yeah. won it a few years before that. And I think Quickstep are going to be on, they're going to have learned from that. It's mm-hmm. like when a team like Chelsea have lost to a lower team. Yeah. And then you don't want to play them the week after because they're going to come out all guns blazing. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just, their best way is just on the front foot. So unless Christoph can get himself involved in those things, he's yeah. just going to get blown away on those. That's clients. what they say, isn't it? He's, he's, he's not the quickest sprinter. But after 250k, yeah. he's the quickest sprinter. So yeah. if he can get there in like a big group of 10 or something like that, he's got a good chance. Yeah. But you're going to have Van Aert. He's, he's got a drop deck and cop. Yeah. Um, then also, uh, I've got Van Aert down. So his his team have looked incredible recently with him. Yeah. Um, and he's been closing down every single move, like Sam said earlier, and just looking incredible. He's 8 to 1. Christoph, by the way, is 25 to 1. So my money. I've put a quid on uh, Mads Pedersen at 33 to 1. Mads Pedersen. Or on mine he was. If he's on more on yours, I'll bet on yours. Uh, what we got? He is 33 to 1. There we go. So yeah, obviously he was so good at um, the end of Gent Wilgum. So he came second last year? Year before? He came Flanders. second. Yeah, he came, he came second. second recently. So, But I think he's still a small enough name to get away. Yeah, he could do well there actually. I reckon Trenton's got a good shout though. Like he's been going pretty well in the lead. Yeah. Yeah, but he's just always top 10, like, mingling but, about. I know, that's when, what um, I mean, but I think when, he's got the legs. I just don't think he's got the tactics. He keeps messing it up. When Gilbert won, Trenton was the one that him and Boonen saved that race for him when he was back on Quickstep. Yeah. Mm. So he's obviously got that pedigree and he knows how to race it. Where's Trenton? Trent, yeah, Trenton 25 is, to 1, I've got him as. I've got him at 28 to 1. Ooh. Ladbrokes. Not bad, not bad. How does that make... I'm on Labbrooks as well. How does that make sense? Because <laughs> I've got these things. When you log in, it's like a boost. So you click on it. Uh, it boosts it for you. Oh, so that's what I did as well. I just had um, I had £10 free bet. So I just lumped loads of... I think I put a three quid on Van Art Of not my money, so that's right. And uh, some money on Ollie Nason as well. Set Van Mark's 25 to 1, but he's nowhere. He's he's, um, he's injured, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's struggling to make it. Um, Valgren's just disappeared off the face of the planet. Oh. Same as Boss and Hagen. Where are they these days? Like, you know. Um, Luke Rowe, 28 to 1. I really want him to do well. But I'd I just love don't him think to. Flanders mm. is the right. I think Roubaix is a better shout. Yeah. He's not punchy enough. It's a harder race right? for him. Is that yeah. fair? I've, I've got a feel. I think Van Aert. I'm a bit annoyed that he's only 8 to 1. They obviously think he's going to do Paul, well. Because he's, he's better. I was going to say Van der Poel. I reckon Van der Poel's. And Van der Poel's only on 18 to 1. Yeah. That's worth I reckon pound. he's got a good 20 shout. to 1. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Benute's quite, quite high up. Valverde, no point. Well. No chance. No, neither of them have got a chance. <laughs> Moscon's got no chance. He's completely out of sorts since that crash in UAE Tour. It's not really... Demar, he's not going to be there in thingy, is he? In Flanders? No. Right, no. what about not, some not, big outsiders? The cars can't go past well, him so, Ian Stannard, 200 to 200 one. 200 to I, one, Ian Stannard. I reckon he's got this in the bag. He's going to go for an early break. Stay out there for, what, four and a half hours. Average 500 watts across the line with... 18 minutes to he's 250 to, to 1 if you boost it <laughs> <laughs> but what's harsh is that he's on mine he's 50 or what, so the next closest person is 150 to 1 yeah. Modelo. so they've really screwed him over but no nah, I think he's the outside bet I assume Philippe's not racing no he's not no. racing until uh, Amstel now okay fair enough right so Seb give us who who put your money on who's the number one person I've done it I did it today on the way 
before I came home. So you've gone Mads for, Pedersen. You've gone for Mads Pedersen. Harry, who are you going for? How are you? I'm going to stick with Trenton, I reckon. Let's check. You are old enough to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> Just about, yeah. in, in some countries. <laughs> um, yeah, I reckon Trenton, 25 to 1. I'm outside that. I think I'm going to go for Terpstra. He did put a, a good bet. dig. That's a safe bet, though. He put a decent dig He was looking good. And his team, one of his teammates... He doesn't need a team. ...came third, I think, in one of those races. Probably Japan. Someone was up there, <laughs> and like he... And you don't need a massively strong team. You just need to be able to stay with Quickstep, basically. Well, Sagan. Well, I suppose Sagan didn't need a good team when he won. No, he didn't. But it's just gonna, like you said, it's just going to rip apart, isn't it, over the Bergs? So I, I, I think Terpsch has got it in him. But I, I'd like to see Van Aert win, but it's too, um, the odds are too low for me to bother. So I think Terpstra. A couple of pounds on Terpstra. Um, Van der Poel, actually, 18 to 1. Go on, you're going to have one. <laughs> I'm uh, going to go for all of them. <laughs> I hope everyone has a good time. I'm going Van der Poel. Come on. I'm doing it now. That's on record. Two pounds. Done. Two pounds. Thirty-six pounds coming my way. <laughs> and hang on a minute, it's twenty to one with a boost. Winner, winner. God, <clears throat> I, I should have gone for Stanard because with all this new kit I'm having to buy, I'm, that's the only way I'm going to get it. <laughs> that's back. true. It must be decent getting some getting Rafa Team Sky kit now. It must be dirt cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, look, I'm on them. I'm looking on the market. So two hundred to one. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have a little. Um, not a reach round. That's the wrong word. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. not a passer. <laughs> <laughs> collection. Yeah, a collection. Let's have a yeah. GoFundMe page. That's yeah. it. So, can we just have a quick word from um, one of our partners? Yes. Every year in the springtime, we have certainties. The clocks go forward. Fuel prices continue to rise. Every day, we hear of another crime on our doorsteps. But most tragically of all, thousands of Flemings have to go another year without their king winning the Ronde van Vlaanderen. That's 13 years without joy. So for just £3 a month, you can supply them with beer and fruits to help numb the pain. Text GVA to 0413 now. Greg can That's amazing. Did you refer to them as Flemings? That's the, that's what it's called. Is it? I thought it was like Flemish people, but no, they're known as Flemings, apparently. Flemings. I didn't hear the clip, but all I heard was you two like, panting in the background. <laughs> I, had, like, top, I had the top of my head under the table. Oh, but that's when I had... Um, that's so good. That's when I was trying to recall. I couldn't say price. Um, cause oh, I, had cause billing yesterday. I was like, Plus. Uh, Listening back from last week's one of your uh, supermarket sweep advert. Uh, intro it's so good like if you haven't heard the game episode you need to check out just for seb's intro. you've got to stop me having like the recording equipment intro here. to that is so funny that was brilliant love it <laughs> really good playing piano as well thank you yeah it's, nice you it's my little guitar i've got here. <laughs> um right foreign correspondent oh, number brilliant. one fan Peter Robinson is back in touch. Good day, mate. He's a, he was actually whinging to start with. He was like, oh, I've, I feel like I've committed too much here. It's a real effort now. And then he told me next day, he texted me back to being like, actually, no, it's really the rant about stuff. <laughs> and it's longer than ever. I actually have to full screen this one. I get scrolling. <laughs> Good day, mate. <laughs> First of all, I need to make a correction. Going back to my big ride around Queenstown, all right, get over it. It was slightly bigger than said mentioned. Yes, it was 110k. 
Yes, it did take me 15 hours. <laughs> but it was 5,000 meters of climbing and not the 500 meters that Seb mentioned. <laughs> I, think I, said, mention I think I said more than 500. I think we would have really taken the mickey out yeah. of him if you said 500 meters. Because that's abysmal. Um, it was almost all off-road. Let's just say it wasn't a lap of the New Forest. Yeah, right. <laughs> Leave my... Nothing wrong with a lap of the New Forest. <laughs> Didn't realise... It's, it's surprisingly small. Like when I first like did one, I was like, oh, what's that be like? 100 miles easy? 65 miles <laughs> it's like disappointing isn't it you've got to go around the ponies yeah um, didn't realise peanut butter gels weren't a thing in the UK if you think about it it makes more sense than the disgusting coffee gels leave them out of it <laughs> uh, they're a great high energy low sugar replacement and if you like peanut butter then they are delicious if you don't <laughs> yeah. terrible <laughs> who would have thought <laughs> uh, potential bodge hack DIY gel recipe for you there yeah empty your frubes fill with peanut butter and put a bit of sticky tape <laughs> on the end <laughs> That's all gels are anyway. Just you got, as long as you get the little the tear. Imagine off. how messy that would be. <laughs> Trying to shove peanut butter into a fruit. That sounds like a euphemism, but I don't know why. <laughs> My lady, uh, uh, we're after the watershed um, at the right time. Moving on to the frogs, I'm a little concerned that there maybe might be a future confusion between jumpy cyclists and the French. My understanding is the French are actually pretty good at cycling, and I fear that your original good anti-bullying intentions may lead to some wobbly cyclist xenophobia. What about a cricket? There's you a jumpier. And everyone knows a cricket has cricket. The sport is <laughs> Also has an emoji, which has translated to email. There was a cricket emoji. Is there a cricket emoji? Yeah, what, as in the insect? Yeah, not as a bat. <laughs> a bat and a bat. Right, questions for this week. Number one. What's the best way to tell, tell someone they shouldn't be wearing ankle socks? Maybe buy them knee-length recovery socks and hope they get the hint. Compression socks. <laughs> Harry... Um, As I'm sure you're in the market for new socks at the moment. <laughs> well, first question: Has anyone worn ankle sock cycling? No, no I, I know friends of mine do. I have. When Probably I first back started. in the day. Yeah. I mean, I know. I know we're inclusive here, but we've got to draw the line. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wore them because you know you want from running time. and stuff like that. I always just wore ankle socks, so then I just wore my running socks for it. And my dad ridiculed me. Yeah, rightly so. Um, people wear football, I've seen people wear football socks. <laughs> Above the and, knee, I reckon. Yeah. Thierry on restyle. See, I, I, I always wear... A, pads. Yeah. a bit of insight here. I always wear a, a pair of socks the size down as well. Because I hate when socks are baggy. Like yeah. when socks Ground the up, heel. Yeah, I like a tight sock. <laughs> so, Harry, do you reckon if we bought someone knee-length recovery socks, they'd get the hint? Or do you reckon they, mm, as they're already, no. a, they're already a tragedy, aren't they? So they're going to... I think a Drain I... Rider style, where's the proper socks? <laughs> as you cycle past. I, I reckon just passively, aggressively send them zoomed in photos of professional cyclist socks. <laughs> no, of or their just, own socks. Yeah, their leg. Victorian pornography. With a little frog emoji. I've yeah, looked at the exactly. cricket emoji, it's poor. Yeah. <laughs> the frog one's really happy, isn't it? Yeah, Pete, you just got to jump on board. Oh. <laughs> Hop on. <laughs> See, it works. So, best technological advancement in the last five years. Pete's has got to be the dropper post. <laughs> Harry, that that's last a, that's, five Harry, years? that's a seat post that goes up and up. Well, no, because I remember yeah. ages ago, there was the gravity dropper, which is just a spring with a pin you pull <laughs> yeah. it out. And it was amazing. Nice. And if you didn't, they, they introduced a lever one, and it was so quick. It was like one of those crabs that live underwater. <laughs> like, <laughs> five it makes up. the noise, yeah. If you didn't get out of the way, you, yeah, bye-bye children. What's the, what's the point? Just bend your knees. Like, why do you need a dropper? No, that defeats the point. 
Why? It, it's, if you'd bend your knees, your saddle's in the way. Imagine you can't bend your knees. Imagine you want to get over the back of your saddle, Harry. Not just like descending on a road bike. Like you want to get your bum onto the back tire. Yeah. So think of the the direction of movement. It's like an arc, isn't it? You don't just go straight back, so otherwise you'd catch yourself on the saddle. Yeah. So a dropper post means you can do that straight, but also you can do it at an angle down and get your bum get way your weight lower. back. And it gives you more room to move around. Because like mountain biking, yeah. you really want to move the bike around, not yourself. It's crazy how much of a difference you, you don't realise until you have one. Like how it's so much hard. you can chuck the bike more. It's so hard to go back to a normal post. Like it's weird to get you. Like Sam's still not used to his riding his. Yeah. But once, I never use it. <laughs> once, the thing is, how little you use it. Okay, if you went back to a static post, you still find it weird. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because when you need it, then you're happy you've got it. But do you yeah. only? Use, but do you use it for every little descent, or is no. it a bigger descent? Oh, only? I, when you get used to it, you will use it all yeah. the time. <laughs> 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 Quick change of mind. Um, I reckon tubeless tires. I, they're so easy. I remember, like when I first went tubeless, there was sealant out everywhere bubbles coming out of the side walls it was horrific to set up i like it'd take you about three days to try and do it and um nowadays you can do it at the trap pump double well, lounge and it's yeah. just so easy to do so like yeah how well tubeless tires and like tubeless rim tape and stuff come on yeah um mine would be aliexpress fake oakley's <laughs> oh, that's true yes uh. i don't know what they um... even get a little click now don't they, they actually like into the into thing yeah and yeah, you just drop them. Doesn't matter. Buy some more. Um, right. I don't know really, because again, we we were talking about Di two and stuff, and you know, ETAP and stuff. But I've never used that, so I'm not that bothered by it. Um, I haven't got any modern modern advancements. I think dropper post is a great shout, and tubeless tires is a great shout. Copycat. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I haven't been right. <laughs> Strava live years. segments. That's the one. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That's mine. The SIS double espresso caffeine gel. <laughs> the cherry. Edition, the non-caffeine yeah. cherry gel. It's so good, guys. It's like Dr. Pepper. I don't like Dr. Pepper. I wouldn't, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't like it. Oh, I, no, I don't like it either. Oh, my Lord. Leave. <laughs> Working with Sam, Sam's Sam's left, left the room. <laughs> if they do a Fanta-flavoured one, I'll be in. Oh, man. Fanta gel. It's we can't give our secrets away. Maybe we should start our own... Business. It'd be so refreshing. Yeah, yeah, prosecco flavored. We'll get the people from Aldi and Lidl to do the branding for us. <laughs> yeah, the pricing. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we sat that question off. Um, predictions: <laughs> Matthew Van der Poel for Flanders and the Roubaix double. Flanders will be an unmarked solo win, and Roubaix will be a mud bath where he'll win the sprint. I hope it's not a mud bath because we got a ride at the day before. I really, really want it to be. But only only I've on checked, the Sunday. I've checked the weather and it's not. Um, Flanders is 17 degrees looking at the weather. Pete's going to throw in more specific predictions after uh, us guys have thrown your nets wide open and named half the field. I thought he was going to say it. <laughs> like we literally just Yeah. So he's ram- rambling on this time, aren't I? Fame going to my head. Number one fan, Pete. So he's going for Van der Poel, Flanders, Roubaix double. I'm, I'm with him. I'm going. Luke, I'm going Luke Rowe Roubaix. I can't wait. I can't remember who my bet was. Scream his name, then he'll look across and crash. Um, <laughs> I went Steve Bar Nason. I think. I'm, I'm going to shout I'm Sagan. I'm pregnant bet. as he goes past. See if I can make him laugh. <laughs> yeah, but not again. <laughs> Got to marry you now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Pete. Yeah. Great cheers. shout. Um, should we do cyclist as animals? Yeah, lighten the mood a little bit. We've had a lot of correspondence with this. <coughs> Some good ones. Some very good ones. Some terrible Not ones. Not so. 
I turn up for the terrible ones. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That's what I'm I mean, some of them are so bad though that like they didn't make They're the cut. Good. Oh, some no. of the good ones haven't made the cut though because we had so many. So it's got to be within the bracket of not too good but not too bad. Yeah, yeah. So. Don't okay. don't gloat too much. We're we're a solid B, sixty <laughs> percent. All right, you lead the way, Seb. So my brother uh, Ben sent in Lawson Crabbock <laughs> and Alboa Constrictor. That I think that's the winner already. Early doors, but Alboa Constrictor is so good. <laughs> Uh, what's this one? Leontian Van Morhen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I Van Morhen. That's from A. Flynn, 92. Thank you. And you also put Mark Cuttlefish. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crude, but I like it. I yeah. think I think he is the first person that's reached out to us that is a genuine listener. He's not a pity listener. <laughs> he is now. <laughs> yeah. I like David Millipede. That's good. Yeah, he's done well there. My cat yeah. Is, yeah. Actually, I, I, I congratulate them on finally not doing a terrible one. Yeah. And Alberto Labrador is also good. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, Mark Gower had Val, Valberde. Valberde. <laughs> <laughs> I got um, Jürgen Rowlands the Rat. <laughs> For our older listeners out there, we'll enjoy that. Uh, Rigoberto Orangutan. <laughs> that's quality. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, Sasha Mud. Modolphin. It looks better written down because it's got both his name and dolphin written yeah. there. But it doesn't sound like Modolphin. Modolphin. That's it. So have we said that Welp Van Aardvark? No. <laughs> <laughs> Welp Van Aardvark. Uh, it's, good. Very, it's very good. And Julian Elephant <laughs> From Alex Dawson. Yeah. Very finish, good. finish it off then, Harry. Well, I don't know what ones we've got left now. We haven't got, we haven't followed the order and I've lost. Chris Coy Carp. There we go. <laughs> That's got to be the poorest one we've... <laughs> right, next week, I want... All right, we're just chatting a lot. We're, chat, we're, we're texting each other. We're not even speaking. <laughs> Get off your phones. Uh, Next week, I'd like cyclists as celebrities. So essentially a name within a name. A name within a name. I can't think of any off the top of my head at the moment. Chris Hardrock. (laughs) Enduro. Uh, Okay. I like that. Chris Hardrock Enduro. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Celebrities. The more obscure, the better. Lovely. I've got, I've got nothing. Harry, you got a choice now. Do you <clears> want? <throat> do you want a game? Oh, or yeah. hot topic. Hot topic. Definitely. Hot topic. Hot topic. Oh, so this week, in in light of our our recent trip we got coming up, so we're going to Roubaix in just under two weeks' time. Yeah, boy. To ride the sportif. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. To ride the fondo. <laughs> Um, the day before we, we're racing or oh, we're racing, racing we're riding the cobbles I'm racing uh, we're racing some Belgians on the cobbles yeah and then we're watching the race in the afternoon on the Sunday after riding Flanders. some bergs some dirty bergs two and very big rides coming up at that weekend I think it'll, it'll be tripling my yearly mileage <laughs> and elevation yeah with <laughs> your commute <laughs> so Sam did it last year um, so as I'm a a Roubaix virgin. I'm a cobble virgin, so I just want to know what what I've got what I've got coming for me. <laughs> what is coming for you? 
So we're doing, there's three uh, different um, distances and we're doing the middle distance, sadly, which is still 95 miles. But the reason we're doing that is because the long one, you have to get like a shuttle bus and it's about 20 miles more. And you get like two more cobble sections. You get a few, I think, yeah, there's there's about 10 miles more cobbles, maybe a bit less. It's quite a lot, but they're not any of the major ones. And you obviously have to, getting there and back is a massive faff, whereas where we are, we can go to and from Roubaix really easily. So we'll get some extra riding in the next day anyway. Um, yeah, so what are what do you want to know? So I've got my bike. Good. What do I need to do to it? To make it cobble worthy, right? Like tires, do I need to put special tires on it? Like a big gel cover on my saddle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Tires. Then it depends what you want to do because you can also use any bike you want. If you use your hardtail, then it's going to be fine. I'm staying in the spirit of it. I'm going on my quote unquote road bike. So we're going. Okay, so we're trying to stay within the spirit. So you want. Narrowish, well, <laughs> w- wide, wide, narrow tires. You know what I mean. So okay. not mountain bike tires, but going for like so thirty-three, as wide as I can fit in it. As wide as you can fit, um, yeah. Which isn't then ruining the spirit by going to Maxis icons. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah, thirty-threes. I think tubeless is the way to go. I mean, I would do it. I just don't want to spend the money for the sake of it and to faff around with it. I can't bother. Well, you need glitter. Some liquid latex and some gorilla tape, and you can go tubeless. <laughs> Ghetto tubeless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tire pressures. I mean, I rode clinches last year on twenty-eight Victoria courses. Mm-hmm. You want a tire with the highest TPI thread count, thread per inch count, as possible. Which people think the opposite. You want really tough tires. No, no gator skins. Yeah, but that's actually way worse because it's not. It's pinch punches that you get. It's not punches through not stone or stabbing. debris or stabbing or anything like that. So I was running those really supple tires. I started off at about 60 PSI. Then we met a Dutchman who came around and squidged my tire and was like, um, need to let some air out, yeah? <laughs> I was like, okay. So I let some out. He was like, more, more, come on. like... <laughs> He was amazing. <laughs> was he not just playing you, just seeing how low you... I think he may well have been, because at one point when we were waiting for a tyre change, which wasn't mine, but he came past, he was like, having a good time? <laughs> having a really... <laughs> Big summer blow up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I went to pump my tyres up at the end, I had 20 PSI in. <laughs> That's ridiculous. In a 28 mil clincher. So this time you're starting at 20. Yeah, I'm going low straight away, because I don't weigh that much. I weigh like 66 kilograms. So I was dinging the rim, so to speak. Um, but I, was, I, I think I maybe just got lucky. I, I broke my valve and got a puncture through a shard of glass. Um, but apart from that, it was absolutely fine. And then Clint, who's riding with us and rode last year, he ran on the way home after riding 100 miles. He tried to jump up a curb, missed, mistimed it and got a double puncture <laughs> <laughs> right at the end in like... In this weird sort of weird part of Roubaix, it's not the nicest of places, and like all these people were, like staring at us, we're like, "Come on, change these quickly, let's go, let's go." <laughs> um, so yeah, low tire pressure, high thread count. the The first fifty miles, forty five miles, is on the road, 
So pump them up as you normally would, and then when we get to the Arenberg Forest, I'm going to let the pressure out on mine. <clears throat> okay. Uh, no digital tire gauge, just squidge test. The best test. Squidgy, squidgy. So I'm I'm going to go. I've got some 28. No, 28, 38. Nice. That's going to be gravel lovely. tires. Shut them on. Yeah, they're going to float. That'll be absolutely fine. Perfect. Gearing wise, so on my my bike, I've got quite a small front chainring. I've yeah. only got a 40. Right. Is that going to matter? Am I going to be spinning that out? No, I don't think you'll be spinning it out. I mean, the, the technique, which we might come on to in a minute, because Ed, who's also riding it, has sent me some questions. You want, it's like the opposite to how I ride. You want to ride a, the biggest gear possible, because the more pressure you're putting through your legs, the, less, on your gooch. the less hassle on the gooch is going on. <laughs> hassle. Um, <laughs> and you sort of float across them, like you can keep that momentum. A bit like riding through sand and stuff like that. You just keep churning through um but you should be what what cassette you got on the back have you got like an 11 on the 11 32 yeah, I, I don't think i was ever in my i never use it anyway i don't have the legs for it yeah it's fine you just want to keep that chain ideally actually you want to be going up quite high the less chain that's not touching cog the better yeah or no the more chain touching cog the better because then okay. you've got less to rattle around obviously a clutch mech would be ideal but my LX mech does not have that from the 1990s, whereas yours probably does. GX, my ghetto 10, 11 speed mix does. Nice. I yeah. bought a new chain as well. That'll really help, I think. Um, bar tape is the other thing. Ah, uh, see, I was, I've committed to not going for bar Much tape. Much bar tape. I genuinely think that all that could be the difference between having a really nice time and a really bad time. But I've got suspension. That is true. But just through vibrations... You reckon? Oh, it's terrible suspension. I think it makes a big difference. Because okay. also, just through your holding, your hands are wider. You're not like gripping mm. on a thinner bit of tube. Yeah. So it's almost like you're, you can rest your hands at times on those bits. And you sort of, you get used to them bumping around and like almost falling off a lot. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll buy some bar tape then. I'm thinking about just wrapping the bar tape on the tops. Yeah, and because you own, you really only ever ride on that, which is a bit sketchy when there's people around. Because obviously, sometimes you have to break. That's why they always use those little loser levers. Yeah, on the tops, didn't they? Um, but the really sketchy, like the five star bits, I actually rode in the drops. Okay, going as hard as possible because you need that control and you need to touch your brakes because sometimes people, there's, it's quite busy. Should we go halves on some bar tape then? Yeah, <laughs> just have one side. One what side do you know, white. I, I did put white on my last one. And my current one's black, so it looks terrible, but it's, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, is, I think it's what I'm going to do. It is worth doing and no, take I... it off the next day. Yeah, because it's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Food-wise, so I'll think I'm going to be packed full of SIS gels in yeah. my pockets. Um, I might take a, a, like a second jersey or a gilet to get another set of three pockets. <laughs> what... Like, is there food on the way? Yeah, the food is actually really good. It's um, proper Belgian, Belgian waffles, um, huge trays of gummy bears, bananas, fruit. The the food station is actually really good. The first one is about 20 miles from the first sector. And then I think there's two more. And the final one is in like, it's the perfect place because um, you're dying and all you want to do is eat, eat food. And Belgian waffles are great. So you don't actually need... I'm going to have like emergency gels for between those times and then I'm going to have ones just to take every yeah. hour or so. But well, I don't think you need to pack yourself that much because there'll be stuff to have. One thing Rob, who's also doing it with us, did tell me last week is he's only running one bottle. Is that wise? Like, would, would you get away with one bottle? If 
to refill it each time. To be honest, yeah, I, I ran two. For branding. Yeah, to show off all the merch. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. I might just run one. I mean, I've only got one at the moment, so I can't afford <laughs> to fit one. I ate this is the bike thing again. You So I used metal bottle cages and bent them in to try and keep the bottle in. Because I was going to say, do they pop out They much? properly rattle off. Yeah. Um, but I even attacked, I made like these um, zip tie hook-ons. So it was impossible to drink whilst riding because you had to get off, unhook it, drink, because <laughs> I was so worried about losing the bottle. Um, but I don't think, I think that's a bit over the top. But I might put one, a bottle in my jersey pocket rather than my bike. Cyclocross style kind of. I, know, yeah. I used to have one of those Camelback insulated ones. And like when yeah. it's going on in winter evenings, you put like hot squash in it in your back pocket. It's lovely. Mm. No, um, so I'm, I'm bottle cage wise, I'm going to trust the cats. Yeah, I mean for a hundred mile ride. I'm... Put some like grippy tape on the inside, of it, stick it to your bottle and stick it to the inside of like sandpaper yeah. kind of stuff. That holds it in quite well. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't I have would... to, like, like you said, you can actually drink while you're riding. Yeah, yeah. I ran two last time, two <laughs> bottles. I'm going to use beta fuel, even though it's disgusting. Just makes me feel feel like Chris Rome. <laughs> yeah, I might use two bottles or one. I mean, it's probably not the time for me to really ponder it now because it's not that interesting. <laughs> so, listeners, <laughs> send your votes in. What's um? Yeah, what's... should Sam run one bottle or two bottles? What's Ed got? Oh, Ed. Ed's got some hilarious questions to start with. Um, so Ed, as you've probably heard, hopefully, if you've been listening to the other episodes, hasn't done anything like this ever before. So his first question, double bar tape or not? So yes, double bar tape. Are you going to answer oh, Otherwise, it's just me talking to myself. <laughs> yeah, double bar tape or not? We've gone double bar tape. Yeah. Metal bottle cages or not? So Ed, Ed's, Ed's weight conscious here. He wants to yes, make save. his bike as light as possible. Save weight. No, go metal bottle cages, bend them in. Um, it's just harder to put them... Obviously, just don't drink on cobbles. Obviously, you don't do that. So then you've got a bit bit of an easier time getting them in and out when you um, when you do take a drink. And he does say, best rest stops on the route. Is that rest as in panting or wee? I think he just means the food. <laughs> okay. Breaks. Food. But again, he's never done anything like this, so he calls them rest stops. Yeah. <laughs> Service stations. <laughs> he's looking for a little chef. Service stations. He's a lot of questions, isn't he? Um, how do you ride... 120 miles <laughs> just keep pedaling mate because yeah. we're, we're not really sure ed actually knows the difference of the units yet are we so ed the longest ed's ridden i think is 104 miles and that was my miles? that was my first still, ever 100 oh. when i just started riding fair play in 2016 fair play so it's a while ago i've done one since he'll be fine um how do you get a cobble trophy back in bib shorts. So, so we bought, or I said we, Ed's bought, I think my dad bought one for me as well. Uh, it's like a miniature version of the Paris-Roubaix trophy. <laughs> it's more of a pebble than a cobble. So yeah, Ed's bought this to sort of celebrate the momentous occasion. Yeah, maybe bring some panniers for that. Yeah. Will there be an import tax on the cobble trophy? <laughs> well, who knows what's going on there. We'll go, we go in the day after the no deal, are we? I think no. On the Friday is the day, but I think it that kicks in at midnight. So we'll be we'll be abroad. Then. We'll be then. So we stuck. might never come back. That's fine. Um, but we'll... hopefully we'll win some bets and we yeah. can move to Roubaix. Yeah. Is bunch riding possible in the cobbles? Can Ed steal a wheel? <laughs> I think you can. Again, it depends on what time you ride because it is busy, and there is a very large range of abilities. But you can get in groups, definitely. I mean, it's not the same as on the road, where it's not going to be easier. 
because it's so difficult riding on the cobbles to start with the benefit you're gaining for being on someone's wheel is you know not Less great but we got in some good good little groups last time it's more it, racing. Adds, it adds to the yeah the feel of it like buzzing along on cobbles behind a load of people it's good fun what can you do to help forearms oh this is a good one um kt tape you know like kinesio tape yes so i wrapped my fingers yeah in it and i also wrapped it around my wrists and that i genuinely think that made a difference and that really helped with just with the buzzing and just changing your position you've got to be comfortable riding on the tops the drops the hoods it's a bit sketchier but on some of the easier sections you can still do that you just got to keep moving your arms because otherwise you're going to get arm pump what forfeits are in place for the gutter riding <laughs> gutter riding is going to be encouraged by me we've we've got forfeits haven't we yeah so basically you got a list somewhere because we're going to be drinking irresponsibly afterwards. I mean, I, I'm going to try and, and take a gin and tonic can and before in a bottle with me for the whole ride, uh, <laughs> just to savour it as I go around the velodrome. Um, I can't wait. But we're long. going to buy some horrible tequila or something, and then do forfeits. Every puncher, you do a shot. Yeah. Afterwards, every gutter you ride in, you do a shot. Every crash, shot. Yeah, crash is a few shots, I think. If you, uh, if you crash into anyone, you have to do a shot. You have to shout, op, 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 yeah. at every opportunity to any Belgian or Dutch cyclist. Any person you don't, good hustle. <laughs> See. Uh, final long ride of the block for a 200k ride. Should you be doing 150, 125, 150, 175 kilo, kilo, kilometers? <laughs> I don't know, really. Harry, what do you reckon as like a coached rider, just before a big ride, what should what's, what's, what's egg me on the Friday before Roubaix? <laughs> when we're all eating pizza and drinking beers, cycling on the rollers, busting out swing spot session. I just cut down the hours and just keep. So I just do short turbo sessions. I think that's probably the best thing for the, and then take the day off beforehand. I see it's, it's different for everyone because I find that taking the day off before an event is the best thing for my legs. But then I know a lot of people, it's better to ride easy the day before. Yeah. So I'd say for him, just, te- just take a day off. I reckon that's best for Ed's legs. So he doesn't need to be doing a big ride now. Like whatever he's got is in the bank and he's not going to make a difference now, you're saying? No. A week. I don't a week so. and a bit before. If, I'd say if maybe like four or five news. days. Four or five days, maybe just solid, a solid ride, but definitely not any more than three days before and definitely not more than one. Because I think he'll just struggle. Yeah, <laughs> he'll sure. find it. He'll just have so much fatigue. And fresh, die. fresh legs are more important than legs that have done a bit of extra training. And then Ed's, I reckon Ed's final question was: Di two or mechanical following Sagan's little mishap at Ghent? Yeah, I mean, I think that was just a random one-off. It was a bottle that hit him. <laughs> I think enough, enough people have ridden. Uh, enough rich people have done it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm going mechanical. But I mean, is, it, is this choice. an option, Fred? Is he going to go out and buy a new group set? You know what we say. <laughs> he could definitely, We've definitely, got the power. Definitely electronic, Ed. And if you don't like it, I'll happily have it yeah. afterwards. Nothing except SRAM AXS will do. Yes. Excess, <laughs> more like. Excess. Cool. I'm, I'm ready. I'm I'm so pumped. And um, Let me think if there's anything else. I mean, I got awful cramps last time, so that was just through not being as prepared, but I'm ready this time. So hopefully... We will be able to bring you all the excitement of that. That ends hot topic. I was going to say, Harry, have you got anything? You, you've done long riding. Anything to add? What should we be doing? Only thing I'd, that comes to mind, I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but 
just try and get out of the saddle every so often, just keep the different Yeah, I've got sprint muscles. Got sprint past people on the cobbles. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's it. Every five miles go for a full gas thirty second sprint. That's what it is. That is pretty much what it is for like fifty miles. <laughs> right, okay. So every fifteen seconds, my bad. And we've got every to try and do a podcast while we do it. It's just gonna at the end. Just completely lost all interest. Uh and also, is that, are we going to hear it throughout the podcast slowly getting yeah. like, we'll go we'll go live and then at the end it'll be us really drunk <laughs> loving life the velodrome at the end is insanely steep as well I couldn't believe it you, do you ride onto the old velodrome or the new velodrome the old velodrome you the do, new velodrome is incredible you, get you the ride the one, proper then. finish oh, so you, you don't do a whole lap you just do the half lap ah oh, yeah but <laughs> that'd be carnage if you did the I whole lap I was so tired I just rode along the bottom but a um, few of the guys I was with rode along the top. But it's, it's relative for like a compared to a modern one, it's quite shallow. But even that's still yeah. really it's, steep. It's, 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 you look at it, you go, I don't know how I'd cycle up that. So that's my my goal for the end of that is to ride around the top, and then I want to sprint finish. With it's all so of fun us. bombing in on one. Like yeah. if you drop down from the top. Oh yeah, I want to get a good finish of all of us going for a sprint at the end, and then I want to win. A mass it, crash. And then claim the cobbled the yeah. little cobbled trophy. <laughs> <laughs> get the ants to give it out to Winner. you. Hot topic. Hot topic. That was a good end. The monks topic. are back, aren't they? <laughs> can we play a game now? We can play a game. My turn this week. So after the the game extravaganza, really dug deep into that battle. Yeah, you had to find some more games. I had I had three days to come up with a new game. But don't worry, last night I thought of one. Three days of Gamat the Gamat. Yeah. Is, it, is it in any way knowledge-based? Because if it is, then I might as well Unfortunately, Harry, it is... Please tell not me necessarily knowledge based. It's good, good guessing is what you need. Is it rider based? Because if it's yes. rider based, then I'll forget. The it. only answer you've got is Chavez. It would seem. Get, <laughs> exactly. Get pro yeah. cycling stats up now. Okay, uh, Harry, please be quiet for sixty-six point five seconds. <laughs> right, I'll count ahead. One you've made. <laughs> Here's the thing. I started racing as friends. His spirit was cool, but I'll pretend. Yeah, yeah. It won't last long. <laughs> Your dedication so out of time. We're out for long when the sun didn't shine. Yeah, yeah. The love has gone. <laughs> and all you'd ever hear me say, I don't want to ride all day. Even when it's pouring with rain My contract is gone <laughs> I can't rest for the first time I'm moving home Yeah, yeah I change of shoes And I get to what I want Now that I'm gone Brilliant. I mean, we need to release a little... An album, album in the so this game is called, Harry, as you didn't hear any of that. Oh, I feel like I've missed out there. You really have missed out there, dude. <laughs> Since you've been gone. It's like you couldn't hear the backing track. I know, I, it was definitely louder when I did it. <laughs> all I can hear is you two laughing for 66 minutes. It's Seb singing out of time to a Kelly Clarkson song. It's fantastic. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. So it's about <laughs> retired riders and what they're doing now. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So I'm going to name... Does, a pro cycling stats does not go. Okay. I, don't think, I don't think pro cycling. It's ex pro cycling stats you need. I've got an answer website. for you already. Owns a fish and chip shop in oh, Belgium. I wish I had that one now. <laughs> is it really fish and chips or just chips? There's someone just yeah, like a so, treats man. Current job is what I'm going to tell you. If you can't guess it on that, 
I'm going to tell you the year they retired from the world tour because yeah. a few of them went on to crap teams. Yeah. Then I'm going to tell you their last team they rode for. Okay. Then I'm going to tell you their initials and the nationality. And then just their name. And then a fun fact. <laughs> and then a fun fact. And you'll get it. Okay. Me versus Harry, yeah? Okay. You can just jump in whenever. All right. Good luck, Harry. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right, thanks. I need it. This person works at Goldman Sachs. Brilliant. Ah. He retired in 2018. Uh, oh, no, no. He rode for BMC. For how long? Can't tell you. <laughs> I think it was two years, possibly a year. Um, SG, and he's Australian. Uh, Simon Gerrans. It's Simon Gerrans. Yeah, San Remo winner. Yeah, we go. Two What's one... for Goldman Sachs? What's he doing there? So he's like a... Making loads of money. No, they have like a, a program where they get professional sports people in to do banking as like a like a junior person. There. That's what Harry's doing at the moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. Sound effects are back. That's a good little fact. Educational um, as well. It's very educational. Yep. So uh, the next one. Commentator and pundit. David Miller. Matt Stevens. Oh, Harry. Oh, straight in. <laughs> That's five points for Harry. He's a uh, 2014 Garmin Sharp DM and he's Scottish and he owns Chapter 3 Clothing, TT World Champion. He's won 12 Grand Tour stages. That was what I was impressed Whoa. by that. Yeah, did not know that. That is impressive. So, Harry's going to, he's a youth, he's going to get this one. He's a YouTube presenter. 2012. Oh, is it um, Savello Lloyd. Testing? It's Dan no, Lloyd. Yeah. Dan Lloyd. <laughs> so it's Garmin Savello. He's British. He loves beer. Nicknamed the boss. And his proudest moment is he holds the KOM or held the KOM at Moores Valley uh, Country Park in the New Forest. He's our local, tra- though, local trail centre. <laughs> and a friend of mine actually got it. Uh, we've tried. It's fast. It's hard. <laughs> so this one, um, he's a vlogger or being retired is his job now. Phil Gaiman. It's Phil Gaiman. Yes. Are you joking? What is this? Right, 2016, Cannondale. Julian Wright. Loves cookies and climbing. His books are really good. Have you read them? No, I haven't. Animals. I'm, no. I'm still not sure about him. Isn't he, that the one where he slated... Jonathan um, Waters. Uh, Cachelara. And Cachelara. Yeah. He yeah. has quite a few people. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Oh. So this person is a general manager. 2012. Astana. Uh, AV, Kazakhstan. Was he Kazakh? Um, stop. Olympic gold winner Vinokurov it's Vinokurov and he's a controversial figure <laughs> shady as hell <laughs> there was a video of him recently out climbing a load of the Astana riders and it's like <laughs> still juicy he's so mildly spoken though is it yeah like you would not expect it at all he's like really polite and uh, so this person's now a racing driver or a team advisor oh 2017 Chris Hoy is it? Because he cars. No. Oh, that was the wrong sample, Harry. It's uh, a good shot, though. Quick step. TB, Belgian. Oh, Tom uh, it's Tom Boonen. No! <laughs> <laughs> he is a racing kid. He's really into cars. Yeah. Um, so he's four times Roubaix winner, three times Flanders winner. Banned from the 2008 Tour de France due to testing positive for cocaine. <laughs> Living the good life. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, that's done. Sorry, I thought I had one more. Oh, well, I've got one. I'm happy. <laughs> that's good, oh, oh, no. Yeah. It's gone. So thank you, everyone, for playing. My contract is gone.
I can't rest for the first time I'm moving home Yeah, yeah I change of shoes And I get what I want Now that I'm gone I mean, the line, a change of shoes And now I get to do what I want is Yeah, brilliant. I can't remember what the actual line was But it was quite similar to a change of shoes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's how the backing track should have been. I got that from the same file I did the other one from, so I don't know how that's I like you've got a finishing track. In a, in yeah, so track. I didn't want to play another 60 seconds, yeah. so I went for 24 that time. <laughs> you learned from your Italian one last yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't want all, all like 20 minutes of it. Yeah, I, I like that. Oh, that was good, that game. So, this is probably the last time we're going to be speaking to you before we're in Roubaix. The next time you hear of us, we'll be shaking around on cobbles. Yeah, if you've got loads of exams and stuff, haven't you, Harry? Boring next week. stuff. Yeah. It's good... and you're very busy next week, aren't you? Yeah. I've got a week off. Have you? Yeah, he's oh, told us. Very nice. I'm going to do loads of cycling. Um, yeah, so we'll be out in Roubaix. We're going to be recording some stuff in the van over there, so we hope you have a, a yeah. terrible sounding... Yeah, everyone's going to get to meet Ed. I'm yeah. very excited for you to hear what he's like, because he's very funny. If you've got nothing to do Friday daytime, Harry, we'll give you a call. I probably won't. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> I've got an exam in the morning. And that's break, it. Break the day up a bit. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, that's my wait. What date? What's the date? Fourteenth. Probably. Oh, twelfth, fifteenth, eleventh. Oh. What? What have you got coming up? My birthday. Oh. <laughs> Sweet sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll throw your party. House party. Oh, we want to. We never did. Oh. Com- if you've listened this far in the comment, um, yeah, this far into the podcast, well done. It's competition. Oh, yeah. We had our competition <laughs> running, which, quite frankly, was abysmal, uh, the entries into it. Yeah, you guys if you entered, you yeah. would have won, is what we're Essentially, saying. Essentially, yeah. I, I didn't want to Chris to win it, uh, <laughs> but only because we know him. And yeah, and he, he entered. He entered, he won it. and he won it. So, yeah. Congratulations, Chris. You will be receiving a prize. And we can save on postage, because yes. we'll see him on Friday. Exactly. So, yeah, you get a better prize now. Yeah. So, Chris was, the title is, Great for Indoor Cycling Trainee dot 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 as it's too long for itunes five stars i love using these podcasts for training on zwift all you have to do is set the volume so the noise of your turbo drowns out their voices when you hit ftp plus 10 percent, boom seriously though <laughs> highly entertaining and informative keeps me on the turbo training for longer and Jeez. we can see that chris because he's going very well i haven't seen chris for a long time but i'm sure he is <laughs> <laughs> i'll see him on the weekend that's it we're having a, a ride aren't we on saturday Yes, we're we all are. the Roubaix team. Minus Ed, I think. I don't think Ed's coming, is he? No. He's saving himself. Yeah, yeah that's, that's his taper day. That's good. I like that, Ed. Good for him, mate. Whereas I'm going flat out, making the most of my week off. So I'm going to go in. I'm, I'm going for a 1500 TSS Priming. Week next week. <laughs> if that's you're not in triple figures for TSS, then are you even riding? That's my motto. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it should be. At yeah, least I'm 1100. On, I'm on 1175 planned. And it's normally Bloody higher hell. because that's my ridiculous. power meter works better than that. So well, we'll that's going to be good for your legs. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> I guarantee you, the first two, three rides about like, this is awesome. And then by the last one, you're just going to be crying. The last one being going to Copperberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With Copperberg coming out of you. Yeah, I'm going to be asleep as Sagan goes past on the Carrefour de Labra. Bad times. All right, wicked. Until then. We'll see you next time. Stay safe. Stay sandy.
just hang up and let's not speak to you. <laughs> bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>